All right. I told Camilla to be there around 2.30. Sorry. All right. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> just just in, uh, do the intros with a non sequitur. It's like, yeah, it just doesn't come out how it used to be. Anyways. <laughs> God damn it. Hello, everybody. Glad you can join us. Sorry you came out of we're not actually let's actually start with a clean beginning anyway um <laughs> hi hey this is episode what episode 11. is it episode 11 the hey. old double digits 11 stranger things it's october we got it all boys. well it's actually We're... september which is more appropriate no, 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 no. we <laughs> it's more appropriate for 11 <laughs> The queen just died? <laughs> oh, how could we have not talked about the queen dying? Fuck, you're right. <laughs> All right. If you couldn't tell, we record these intros after we record the podcast. But, like, we, we, we'll, like the queen dying, great. We're all, we're, all, we're all okay with that? Yeah? Good? All right, moving oh on. God. So we're going to talk about uh, labor unions today yeah. and the wonderful rail strike and also how fucking shitty apartments are and uh, the housing market in this goddamn forsaken country. Yeah, and uh, yeah, labor union, I'm not gonna contribute more to this intro. (laughs) (laughs) I was just gonna say, but yeah, uh, labor unions and just, you know, being a little bit more optimistic about uh, what we can do as a collectivized group of people. Yeah, so if you wanna feel some good feelings and be ready for that Halloween time, it's gonna be great. All right, well, here's the episode. Right, so to catch everybody else, we already kind of got a head start. We it do be scoop, spooktober. It's so not October tie. yet. Oh, when this gets released, yeah. it's October, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, I pulled back the curtain. Um, uh, the uh, we were talking about the railroad strike, or you were telling me that it was a general strike. No, I don't know. I'm saying what a general strike is. Oh, then why did you bring up a general strike? Because that's what you're talking about, right? No, the railroad strike. Well, no, because you were saying, what if we all struck? Oh, wow. You, yeah, because I didn't even finish my thought. I thought you were talking about the last thing. No. Uh, I was like, yeah, why don't, instead of like, you know, the Starbucks baristas or whatever it is, like trying to like strike, why doesn't everybody just hold railroads hostages? <laughs> or rail, hold railroads like hostage instead? Because that seems like way more. <laughs> well, I guess that's technically criminal. <laughs> Yeah, now I think about it, that's uh, yeah, just just a little bit. That's illegal. <laughs> I mean, technically, for some people, striking is illegal. Like teachers aren't allowed to strike, for example. Really, in a lot of states. Um, in fact, public employees in a lot of states, especially in the South, aren't allowed to unionize in general. Um, so I do remember you saying something yeah. about this. Yeah. So like when they're, I don't know if that's the case in West Virginia, but I know they had the teacher strikes in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not aware if that was illegal or not. I think it was, but it might not have been. Yeah, I think they still need to do it. Like, what do you, what happens if you do it? Do you get arrested? You can be. You can also get fined or you know, um, fired. But you can be fired either way. So, like, it's hard. It, obviously, the whole point of the strike and like unionizing in general is that you're doing it in solidarity with everyone. So it makes it harder for them to respond because they can't just fire or arrest everyone. Exactly. Because they need the workers. So still do it. Exactly. Yeah, like, <laughs> who cares if they say... If they... if they, it, it, I see no no situation... Well, obviously, it would be difficult, like, uh, for teachers to, to withstand that amount of time with no pay. But it's also incredibly, like, harmful for those, like school systems oh, to yeah. not do anything and not immediately like uh capitulate to them right because what well, like what are they going to do like 
not pay people arrest teachers i'm sure that's gonna go over well oh to be fair teachers are getting so heavily attacked at this point that they're starting to have lower like people some people in the population don't like teachers anymore oh oh because they're agents of the government who are trying to rat or liberalize their kids or something yeah they're trying to give their trans agenda because exactly. that's definitely happening and it's not propaganda or anything yeah. anyway um but yeah it's always funny to me with that stuff too like how they're talking about grooming like they're grooming the kids and it's like you realize that that happens in the church in hollywood and in like every corporation ever but like actually not the corporation sorry well actually yes because of fucking jeffrey epstein so like and but you, you're gonna focus on the because teachers who aren't doing it. it does, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't necessarily happen like within private institutions since kids aren't really part of private institutions. Well, but I if mean, it is, it's like black market stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's like black market. Because if you actually look at the statistics, the number one customers for child sex traffic, like for child sex trafficking in Atlanta, mm-hmm. is every people who live in the North Metro Atlanta area. Yeah. So like, Cobb. Gwinnett, North Fulton, those kind of people are the ones who are the biggest customer base for child sex trafficking. Wow. So That's weird. You don't really think about so that you, shit happening. There's def- yeah, it's like there's people around us probably who do that. See, that's what I mean. People <laughs> keep on giving me shit whenever I like, of course I'm not a tar- target demographic, right? But like people give me shit for like putting a door jam under my door and like <laughs> sleeping with like a gun next to me and shit like that because they're like, it's, it's like what's gonna happen i'm like you just really pinpointed our location (laughs) come at me i'll put another door jam under it (laughs) but they're like it's 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 like what happens here and it's just like you what you said exactly it's like i don't trust anybody oh yeah trust anybody because that's the thing is like these people these are the usually the worst kind of human beings like you have yeah you have atlanta Uh but like that's usually targeted crime against like you know very specific individuals right it's usually not targeted at other individuals it's places like here where you have things like fucking school shootings or people who love fucking children you know like it's like yeah these are the people that are the problem yeah where i said you need to like put redacted and like scrub the audio <laughs> and people are like beep, 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 beep. Beep, beep. <laughs> will do yeah. i got you but um yeah that's wild but uh we lost the plot a little bit what were we talking about we were <laughs> talking, talking about general labor strikes <laughs> god damn it okay going back to the labor the railroad strike yeah so i they do i don't I haven't been updated on this, so I don't know what happened. But like, I think it was avoided because Biden. When I read the article, uh, it said Biden. They made some sort of like concessions in terms of like uh, sick, sick days. days, weekends, and also like a pay raise over four years or something like that. Like a. But then I saw they were like, oh yeah, they're gonna their pay is gonna get raised to like one hundred eighteen thousand dollars a year, and I was like, holy shit! Oh yeah, the the nice. pay raises are nice. Yeah, the thing is, is that. The, the thing that the workers are talking about, though, and is bonuses, that, apparently. Yeah, like, the pay is fine. The, the, the pay is really good for a debt deal. The problem is that their main demand wasn't even the pay, right? It's, it's the sick days. It's and the, the sick days and the... Um, the weekends. Yeah, and the scheduling. So it's like, yeah. yes, obviously they want pay, but, like, at the same time, it's not just about the money. It's also about the quality of life for these people who... Because I was listening to an interview about... Um, it was funny. It was actually on Newsmax, which is wow. That's like disgusting. You know, is that Trump MAGA? Yeah. What is it? Is it more than Fox? I feel yeah, like it's more than Fox. Yeah. So like there, there were people who actually peddled the 
election fraud thing. Yeah, I rem- yeah, okay. I've heard about them a couple times. So like, um, they had they were interviewing one of the railroad strikers and be like, "Why are you doing this? Why are you gonna stop our economy?" And he's like, "Well, you see, it's because you know I have to be at work um, at least three or, or four days in a row, and I can only see my family ten hours at a time between those three days. So like, I just want to see my family." And they like could not respond because it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's 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 fair. <laughs> yeah. It's like that's all they want, dude. Just like have them at least a little bit of personal time with their family, or even if they don't have a fucking family, just to do their own I, shit. It's weird. It's not just about your entire life isn't about fucking work. These people have to be on the trains for seventy-two hours at a time, mm-hmm. and you can't don't you you're not gonna give them any fucking sick days or like let them just have some paid leave. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's interesting. I didn't know that they had to be like work consecutive hours they do wow they can so like they're on call essentially so like yeah that's the thing it's like it's not like set time but it's like they're on call for that amount of time so at any point they will have to go yeah that's a oh yeah i did see like tweets about that someone or some guy explaining like what would happen it's just like if he took a sick day uh he was explaining like the point system how to take him like working like several days in a row in order to make up for being like missing one phone call or something like that while not being on call like work several days to make up for that just one phone call that he missed yeah and it's it's insane but cool i'm glad that the and yeah that's what i thought so it wasn't averted completely it seems like it was just delayed yeah they were given some concessions yeah they were given concessions and i think what they're doing is they're yeah uh considering those and negotiating somewhere okay i guess that's good but i also feel like and again this is coming from mr layman in his bedroom who is not a railroad road worker but it's just like in those situations would you not just like still do it be like this or nothing draw the line in the sand you know but i guess negotiation is probably like a good well, thing it's it a is step a forward thing. but like they are they said i think they delayed the strike for two weeks so they're still they're still in a, a a potential for a strike, but um. Oh, I see. That's what it is. So they're having. They're having a vote on the deal that they gave, the new deal, oh, okay. and they said they the work the railroad workers agreed to delay the strike until the counting of the votes is over, mm. to see if the the workers agree to the new deal or not. This stuff is way more exciting and enticing to learn about than than any sort of election ever (laughs) anything that i is the first time where i've actually been like because it is immediately affecting something oh yeah and it's like holding things accountable where it's like like political elections are like several filters between an action happening right you're voting for a party and then you're hoping that that guy within that time span is going to maybe do something and yeah. get everybody else to avo- to agree on him doing something. <laughs> and it's just so fucking painful and annoying. Yeah. It was just my ADHD. Well, that's, but no, no, seriously, that's what, that's what the big thing about labor is, is that it's a direct, like, it's direct. You know what you want. You're going to get it. Mm-hmm. It does take time still because you have to negotiate with the company. So to, it can take even years sometimes like yeah. starbucks for example i mean they've had over 250 starbucks unionized since last year not a single one has gone into negotiations yet because starbucks refuses to go refuses to go into negotiations right mm-hmm. so like it's still a long process but it's at least like something that you can materially see 
and have, see the light at the end of the tunnel yeah. and have a very specific goal that you can orient people around. And that's why labor unions is one of the most uniting forces in the country, regardless of political spectrum. Everyone can agree. Potentially, I though. I, I say that only because I've on Twitter I've seen... I, I hate saying on Twitter because I feel like it gives such very, but it is also like the forum of the people. I feel like, I mean, yeah, but it's, it's not as representative as you think, but you know, a hundred percent, like I don't, but it's still like someone is saying something. Yeah. Right. And I saw some guy or someone who said like, uh, he was like a labor pro labor union. I, I don't know anything about the guy. I just saw his post and it was just like, uh, Starbucks employees are just what is it? They're not. They don't actually add value to um, raw materials like laborers, and so they are just like they're not actually like part of the labor movement because they are just part of the pipeline of things. You know what I'm saying? Like they are part of the service-based thing. Well, and it, it, it that's what I mean. Like it, that's the sort of thing where I'm like, is that the left splintering or is that guy fed? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't even, yeah. I mean, like it's like again, there's always going to be a sentiment no matter what you do, right? But mm-hmm. I do think that labor unions is one of the few things that can unite people more than anything else, regardless of political spectrum. You can unite people around very material conditions of like, I want paid sick days. I want a better raise. Uh, you know, that's things that no matter what you believe in, what you vote for, those are material things that everyone most, for most, for the most part wants. There are yeah. definitely people who are against unions, that's for sure. Yeah. Most of them are business owners. So <laughs> that's just how it is. Oh, yeah. It's kind of easy to spot who the ones that are against unions are oh, for yeah. very obvious reasons. So, believe like, me, dude, I've been party to some conversations recently that are well, not like, for the benefit of I the mean, work. Coming, coming from... We, our family is very entrepreneur-based, right? So coming from that kind of family, obviously mm-hmm. they're going to be very anti-union. But that's just, that's just the nature of the I'm talking about work. in the workplace. Oh, well. Yeah, which is like, even at a small business level, it's just wild to see. But then again, if you think about it, like restaurants operate off of not paying people. Exactly. So it's like, of course, it makes sense, uh, even at a small business level. But no, it's it's it really is like the coolest shit to see. Like I feel more enthralled by doing by that than any sort of political effort at all. Um, just because it is, like you said, direct. It is the absolute like bottom or direct will of the people. Grassroots. Like, yeah, grassroots stuff. Um. And it's almost like, in my mind, maybe it's because I, it's like a militaristic sort of thing in a way where it's it like, very it's like, hey, uh, we need to like blow up this. Or you'd watch like old World War Two movie, movies where they're like, we need to blow up the railroad, right? And it's like that where it's like target the the supply, the mean yeah. of the mean of production, or or like that sort of stuff. And that's super cool to see. Um, yeah, it's super to, tactical. I mean, they literally call it militant strategy. Like, it's literally called militancy when you're doing labor union stuff. So it's like, it is very much the, in that tradition. Yeah. Um, I wonder if the left is or like politicians are going to start like aligning themselves more with um, labor unions in order to get elected or as like a talking point since it's becoming like a more popular thing or are they too like like incentivized by their lobby behind their you know the the, yeah. the people who put money in their pockets so, to not so there is a history around this so the labor unions have always technically been a very big part of the democratic party's lobbying efforts and support base for especially in the 60s 70s that 80s that time 
it's obviously waned since then because unions have basically no power anymore. But like, what's interesting about that is that when you had the right wing swing in America, that included obviously the labor unions, and so like, a lot of labor unions became corrupt. Um, a lot of the labor unions stopped representing the people as much and started accepting really bad deals from their from the uh, companies. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people especially in like more northern states where like unions are more popular um started seeing as unions as the same as like corporations as like a corrupt force that needs to be getting rid of so there's actually an uh, especially in the last few de- couple of decades candidates who are on the left who run saying i don't take corporate money i don't take back money and i don't take union money yeah who <laughs> <laughs> we don't know who they are <laughs> so it's like you know it's an interesting thing because it's like there is definitely that like corrupt side of the union part which i think is its own separate question the unions are so dead right now that we can't even have time to bother with that question we just need unions because they're still better than what we without 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 having them but i think once we do establish them we do need to start work on making sure unions don't become more corrupt like they did uh, like 50 years ago Hmm. so like technically the democrats still answer to the unions which is why Biden, for example, I think is more union than anyone else because he's a very he's been in fucking politics for fifty years, literally. Yeah. So like, he was definitely one of those Democrats who was very much like with the unions, like yeah. union tradition. So he understands that part, which is why I think he's so pro union in general. Yeah, um, I mean, apparently, well, I don't know, I I don't know if it's true, but that article that I read was like this was all his efforts or something like that behind yeah. getting the concessions, all yeah. that sort of stuff. So like, I say, old school Democrats are definitely a lot more pro union. Like, yeah. you, I say, like, Biden and Bernie, pro-union, and then, like, fucking, like, Pete Buttigieg, or, like, Amy, well, I don't know about Amy Klobuchar, but, like, who's another young Democrat? Oh, Obama. I mean, Obama's a great example, because he came in the Harvard tradition, right? So he's definitely not about that union stuff whatsoever. Oh, he's not union? No. Because oh, okay. he didn't come from that. Yeah, he's like, an institutional Democrat. Yeah, exactly. So it's a very, it's like the generational divide there. But, um, mm-hmm. so it's interesting. So there are definitely, I think there is still a lot of union support. And I think it's going to definitely come back, especially now that it's becoming a bigger movement again. Yeah. Definitely going to come back. Yeah, it is actually kind of, I think I've already talked about this before, like the history that they teach you about labor unions in, oh, yeah. in school. The main thing that I took away from it was, it was the thing that they, they, push on you which is it keeps around people who are lazy yeah you know and it makes it hard to fire them or and shit like that and like yeah that's probably like one percent of the people you know the other is probably like a whole lot of you know actual like good uh well collective I mean, representation you talk workers. about lazy people what about fucking salaried office jobs that is the laziest people hey, in the fucking world all right well, hold on <laughs> Hold on. I know because <laughs> I work in it. That's my bills. <laughs> <laughs> I know because I work in it. Like, they want to talk about fucking laziness. Look at any office worker who has a salary. Fucking perfect example. Laziness, I prefer to look at it as uh, uh, as uh, killing the beast from the inside. <laughs> you know, what's that thing? Slowing down production or whatever? That's like, what I'm doing. It's so ridiculous, bro. These motherfuckers. Like, this Starbucks barista, I fucking guarantee, works um, ten times harder than any office worker in fucking downtown Atlanta. 
a hundred percent guarantee. But they and the office workers in downtown make like two, three times more money than they do, so they can go fuck off with their. Well, lazy you shit. know, Don't you know what their yourself. perception of lazy is. Their, I know. their perception of lazy is like how much value do do you produce exactly per per like like manual or per labor. They base it off of how much dollar signs you have behind your pay instead of like how much work you actually put into it, as if exactly. the amount of money you make has any indication of how much you work which it doesn't by the way it really is fascinating how uh like i was thinking about this in the shower the other day um the uh i was thinking about like the most necessary parts and i was just like yeah if you do if you have a ceo or like a bunch of ceos refuse to do like anything like let's say that they they don't like actively well i don't know if that's an appropriate example but like, let's say they throw up their hands and they're like, you know what? I'm not gonna do anything for six months. I'm not gonna type. I'm not gonna send emails. I'm not gonna respond to emails or anything. Do you think the the company would stop making money? No. No. Like the only thing that I think would happen, I guess, in terms of business, is like they probably would not have like any sort of mergers or anything planned or anything or any sort of shit like that. But if you have like railroad workers or any of those people, be like. I'm not doing anything for six months. This place would collapse. Exactly. It would fall in on itself. That is, it shows you because I think that you can just replace someone, a CEO, very easily or have no CEO. You know, like it's a well-oiled machine. Exactly. Like, you know. And that's the thing that I don't want you to know is that the workers are the real important necessity. But yeah. they don't want you to know that because then we would have, we'd be able to use that to leverage for our sake. Yeah. Which they don't want you. To, they want you to think CEOs are somehow these amazing human beings when they don't really do that much. Yeah, I mean, I've met some people who are like, it, like being leaders of a company is a skill set. It one hundred percent is. Like you are coordinating a lot of different things. But what I think is the, the CEOs currently are not great CEOs. Well, it's a difference between like. So we should differentiate here. We're talking about from major corporations because like. If you have a small business CEO, you know, obviously that person's working their ass off because it's a fucking small business. Like you have to. You don't yeah. have much of an option. Exactly. We're talking about big corporations here where like they're the operating, yeah, off of like the the momentum of like all the previous decades before it yeah. and things like that. It's like with or without them the company will probably be fine, right? It's like and the and the CEO is not even someone who's like invested in the company. They're just like it's oh, they're like they're a, like a merc. Yeah. Yeah, they're like bring in this guy. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, they do that shit all the time. Like they bring in some guy from a separate corporation. And the thing is, is I, yeah, I just it, CEOs would be a necessary job if the only if, if the only uh purpose of a business was not to make money. You know what I'm saying? Like their only real purpose is their fiduciary responsibilities, right. which is to bring money back to the investor. I mean, but if even... you if you had to run a business and be like, I'm not just doing this for the sole purpose of making profit. I'm doing this to make this business the most efficient, but also to support my workers, also to increase the amount of people that I employ. Like all of those things together, yeah, then it'd be really fucking hard because it's not just like two or three variables that you're accounting for. It's of a lot. like of like, well, I didn't make enough money, so I'll lay off people, so that way, that way my accounting sheet says that I made money. It's like 15 different variables that you're accounting yeah, for. Yeah, there's no incentive for them to actually make the company good or actually good for its workers or for the consumers. And like... Um, yeah, making a quality product or shit like there's that. There's no Yeah, there's no incentive for that whatsoever. Yeah. And like, it's the same, not even just in private corporations, but also fucking nonprofits now are like that too, where... It's very rare. I feel like the one I'm working for right now is really good, but for the most part, it's really rare to find a 
executive director, that's what they're called, an executive director of a nonprofit who isn't just there just because they're really good at fundraising. That's literally the only reason they're there. And they yeah. have absolutely no other skill whatsoever, which I saw through my last organization, which I won't name. But like, you know, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They have no leadership skills. They just know how to make money for the, for the organization. It's the same yeah. bullshit. It's like we've created a system where like it has every job uh, and the higher up positions, leadership has absolutely nothing to do with how much skill or intelligence you have. It just has to do with how much money can you give us. And we don't give a shit about literally anything else. Yeah. There's no like responsibility or dare I be cheesy honor yeah. in it of like you know what I'm only in it to produce like um, maximum like a great quality product right Other than, and for that reason that's why we have like a you know the byproduct of it being like a bunch of replaceable bullshit all over the place like in technology where it's like your iPhone you're supposed to replace your iPhone every like two or three yeah. years or shit like that and it's just like we or should like have a phone that lasts forever the half empty bag of chips and shit like that yeah that. things like that or Another good example, and this is a great segue, is apartments. <laughs> <laughs> How? Because, <laughs> dude, I moved into my fucking $2,400 a month fucking apartment, and uh. within a week, the door handles fucking break. Oh, okay. Yeah, I no, okay. It's like yeah, the, construction the dryer doesn't work. It's a new washer and dryer, and you still have to run it twice for it to actually dry everything. Like, this fucking bullshit is fucking... They don't... They spend, like, maybe what? Ten fucking bucks to make this fucking apartment, and they charge twenty four hundred a month. Ten Obvious, bucks. I'm I'm obviously joking, but <laughs> yeah. like you know what I mean. It's Lumber like, costs a lot now, dude. <laughs> I don't know. If, I've gone to Home Depot. They recently. built this apartment two years ago. It was before that was a big deal. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We Do you want to go downstairs? We can take this downstairs. I mean, I don't. I don't know if I can hear it or not. Let me see. Uh, all right, we're back. What so were we talking you, about? You may you may have noticed that our noise our the audio sounds a bit different now. We had to. We've fallen into a well. <laughs> it's not echoey though, so yeah. Don't don't get any hopes. It's up. a wide well. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna make that joke. Anyway, I um, don't know what. The, yeah, I know there was something there, but I was like, nah, nah it's not worth. Um, Come so, on, this is a serious episode. <laughs> We're talking, yeah, we're talking about what was <laughs> okay you were you were going off about like apartments, apartments and yeah. their poor quality of construction. No, yeah so it's it's fucking ridiculous bro like they've charged luxury prices for the shitty ass apartments that definitely like the fucking houses that are built in 1913 in atlanta are higher quality than some of these fucking apartments excuse the wood they would use you know this right i mean yeah the, the like the wood they would use i think is of stronger quality like than the stuff they put, they make now because the wood that they make now grows faster. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so as a result, it's like much easier to break down. Oh yeah, we got shit like that in like my old house that I lived in, which is like you know pieces of wood that they they had from its original construction are still great, but the the new renovations are falling apart over the years. It's fucking stupid, man. Yeah, it's like. And these prices are fucking insane, bro. So I'm currently hunting for apartments right now. Over Which is why you shouldn't be so picky about where you live. Nicholas, please. <laughs> <laughs> I have no option for that, okay? You do have an option okay, I for do, that. I do have options, yes. But I need to run it. I need to live in a specific area. Not now. Not while everything's so expensive. It's going to stay this way. It's not going to go down. It might go yes, down it a will. little bit. It it's, not go go d- it's not gonna go. It's not gonna go. It's not gonna stay where it is. It's untenable. It is untenable for it to stay where it is. 
I can tell you that from experience in my 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 nine to five life, that it's not tenable. Well, like, I know it's not tenable, stuff, but the high, housing prices don't usually go down that much. You right? Know, uh, they usually, even if they do go down, they don't go down nearly as much. Like they don't go back to where they were. It will. Uh, wait, hold on. What are we? What are you even saying? Like, like housing prices. Uh, oh, sorry. No, I guess my my point is you currently do not make that much money so maybe you live in that other place until you do make more money well that place or save money god damn it okay i'll uh, i'll have to talk this is a personal thing we're not going to put this in the podcast <laughs> well, well i'm going to not edit it out but um, we're not going to keep talking about this. okay anyway right. no, no no you can edit it out it's, nah, bad. I'll, I'll, it's fine okay um what was i going to say you're talking about luxury prices. Yeah, and... fuck this shit. So I'm going apartment <laughs> hunting, right? And I'm looking in a specific area. Mm-hmm. And these motherfuckers, this is not even that nice of an area. It's not in the city, which you'd think it'd be cheaper, but it's not. Apparently, if I want to have the luxury of a fucking washer and dryer in my unit, I have to pay at least 1400 a fucking month for that shit. Yeah. Which I know for those of you who live in like other states, like California, is not that much. This is Atlanta, all right? We ain't we ain't some fucking L.A. bullshit or New York City bullshit out here. We ain't all about them <laughs> fancy-ass measurements and charcuteries and whatnot. <laughs> we ain't got no god. We either Atlanta, have a washer Al- or a dryer. Atlanta used to be one of the Their cheap- name is... <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Atlanta used to be one of the cheapest... <laughs> one of the cheapest places to live. And now it's actually the, mo- the fastest growing um, city in the country in regards to pr- housing prices. Yeah, Definitely. and it's like it's investors. Like, I looked at I looked at these fucking apartments a year ago too. The same apartments. I because I have a spreadsheet because I always make a spreadsheet when I'm doing this shit. <laughs> he's doing the Bernie shit right now, <laughs> folks. He's, I, he's extending have, the finger. I have the <laughs> spreadsheet from last year that said these prices were three hundred dollars less. What did you do to this apartment to make it three hundred dollars more expensive a month? Sir, Please this, fucking tell me. <laughs> sir, granite this, countertops. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> you have no idea how pissed off I've been this entire process. I've been looking for apartments for weeks now, and every single fucking one is like, how am I going, how am I scraping at the bottom of the barrel of apartments, yeah. and they're all at least 1350 a month? No, how is this possible? They are. I, yeah, I hate it, but I was actually thinking about this and talking about this with my parents, uh, about how we just need to start creating, like, we need to go back to how it used to be where um if you break i guess if you like bring it to an economics thing like it used to be like families would have a lot of kids so that they could like um help out on the farm right and it creates value that like stays within the family you know and so i was thinking we should do that like as a family like maybe take a couple notes out of like the previous generation where it's like yeah we may not enjoy it but like kind of need to pool our resources in order to survive and like buy houses that we hand around to each other and shit like that instead of like you know trying to spread out and like that sort of stuff because it's it's just not tenable to like not live first of all you all we already do that right we have to have roommates in order to live places right so why not instead of just you know instead of like uh what is it having roommates and just paying rent why don't we like have roommates or partners and like buy houses together and then like own things for each other you know like in order like i guess this is a commune but like not necessarily in one localized area it's kind of like stuff that we keep within each other and not for the purpose of making money i mean even our just family does that now with the grandmas and stuff yeah 
like that's what i mean we we have to take a note out of their book because it's just it's a fantasy that we can't like i like trying to own something where there are jobs is an illusion yeah i mean in this fucking economy there's no way we're gonna fucking do any of that shit and even if there is a recession it doesn't matter because I know a lot of people like been making memes about this. I, I don't know how serious anyone is about it, but like they know the whole oh I hope the market crashes so we can actually afford things. But the thing is, when the market crashes, what else crashes is also job opportunities and salaries. So like you know, even though yes the housing prices will be lower if the if we have a recession, so will your paycheck. So like, it's not going to make much of a difference. It might have a lot of change because, like, a lot of the... I, I don't know about the previous... Um, well, this is I, what happened in 2008, so I'm basing it off of that. But I feel like a lot... Uh, and again, in 1930. I guess what I'm saying is that I don't know about the previous crashes. Like, I know vaguely what happened, right? But I guess I'm kind of personally acquainted with, like, what is causing the... Uh, the prices to soar and everything like that and the clientele that is causing it to do that and the thing about it is that they have essentially pushed the real estate into like a, a risk profile that's like stocks like they buy and trade things solely for the purpose of making money right so it actually may be that uh it's not the old people necessarily but it's like people who are trying to make money they're going to just like a stock market crash the value is going to tank because nobody wants to buy their product which leaves us the people who actually want to buy the product right there to buy it so it may not be like uh like the actual value of the house which is not what is causing like most of these prices to soar it's like how much money can i make off well of it? i know that i know that all the housing prices are inflated that's that's obvious right like there's no way these apartments are worth this much money in any sane economy right but yeah. like um the problem again is that when you have a recession it affects everything else it's a domino effect so yeah again you will have lower housing prices but a lot of the people who currently may have the income to be able to afford those housing prices will not be able to when the recession hits because they will be affected by it in some certain way. Not all of us. There's still going to be a good amount of people who might be able to still afford it. So it might still be a net benefit, more or less. Mm -hmm. Actually, I don't know if it would be, even be a net benefit. I, it would probably be like a smaller portion of the people who don't, are looking for housing may be, still be able to get it. Yeah. But a large majority... Would, would have lower incomes and would not be able to uh, afford that anymore. Well, maybe that's what we do. Maybe we, be we become bad business owners. And by that, I mean, like, maybe we just buy up all these things when the crash happens, but then we sell them all at a loss. That sounds, like, impossible. Yeah, who's going to do that? <laughs> Me. <laughs> With all your thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm going to shoot the moon, everybody. I'm going to do so poorly that it's, uh, you know, I don't know. I'll, maybe I can. How do how do companies, like, lose? They like Aren't they, like, constantly in a loss or in the red, and they just write it off on their taxes? Some do that. Some have that, but not a lot. I don't see that in the housing market. Like, yeah, maybe in fucking, like, Netflix or Amazon, but that's not the housing market. Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying at this point. <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm And Amazon, sad. I don't think, is in the red anymore either. But, regardless... Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. But regardless, it's like, um... This is fucking ridiculous. And they're also doing anti-housing policies, which both Democrats and Republicans do, because they're both in the pockets of landlords and the, the developers, right? Like, because in... 
the city of Kennesaw, this happened a couple of years ago. You know, Kennesaw, there's a big college there, right? Uh -huh. So people were rooming together to try to afford rent. They made it illegal in Kennesaw for you to have more than, like, I think four roommates in one place at a wow. time. Because they wanted to make sure that people would not be able to, like, room, like, six people in a four-bedroom or some shit like that. Whew. It's, like, fucking ridiculous shit like that. Or, like, the fucking city of Atlanta, where 94% of the new apartments that have been made in the last 10 <laughs> years in Atlanta are luxury apartments. Yeah. They just fucking closed down an affordable housing uh, property because they were doing such a shitty job with maintaining it that they had a fucking infestation of bacteria. They completely shut down the entire apartment complex, which also had a domino effect of shutting down the elementary school that was next to it because almost everyone who went to that elementary school was in that complex. So now we have one less elementary school and one less apartment complex in Atlanta where all those people, who knows where the fuck they went because they can't afford rent anywhere. Yeah. Like, and they don't have a school anymore. So it's like, this is the fucking consequence of, of these fucking developers, these corrupt pieces of shit who price gouged the shit out of apartments and uh, land, property just to make money and to screw people over because that's all they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking, jeez, that's wild. I didn't know about that. That's a... Uh, like, yeah. housing should be a right. Guaranteed. Everyone should be able to have a roof over their head. Anyone who says otherwise, you're just immoral. I'm I, sorry. I think you don't even have to come from it from a moral standpoint because I think that from like a from a debate standpoint, like people will be will can argue for things. They can argue well like no it's not. I mean it's not a moral right. You're not given a piece of house. Like they just they have flawed logic. The thing is is uh, the way I always think about it is like in this day and age, in the time period that we have, in the massive amount of accomplish accomplishments and innovations i keep on saying this but we've been to the moon right which to me is like an incredible feat right right we have satellites we have the ability to communicate we have more money than we've ever had in any sort of time period and you're telling me it's not possible i'm not asking for like the world i'm asking for the like what should affordable be affordable housing yeah why do Please. well yeah why don't why don't people who are against this sort of thing look at it as like a challenge right instead of whatever sort of dick measuring thing that billionaires want to do with like sending starting up space programs why don't you conquer you know instead of conquering space and land and um you know economic markets how about instead you conquer like the best sort of uh the hardest problems we've ever had, you know, that would put your name well, in yeah, history exactly. forever. You know, if you want notoriety, if you want, you know, to be famous and to be remembered like fucking Alexander the Great or Napoleon or any or any other sort of conqueror, how about you actually like solve problems oh, for the yeah. world and be remembered and be like what well, we name our fucking species after? <laughs> I know, like it just doesn't make sense why you why like there's so. Sh small-minded and narrow-minded and like only wanting money and nothing else as if that's the only fucking thing that matters in this world yeah and like also well, it's fear it's fear it's it's like you have two it's like that fucking stupid reddit meme of you have two wolves inside of you and they're fighting which one do you feed it's like people are afraid at their base i think they fear not being able to provide for themselves i'd say that because i have this right where i have to i constantly feel like i'm choosing between like do I work for this place that is like not in line with my actual ideals because it is the place that currently gives me money and allows me to survive? Or do I take the moral position, which is like less money and maybe like committing to something that is a uh, more of a, a justified, but um, you, I, I feel like you don't even have to do that. Like you don't, 
I don't think that there's this, there's this big of a sacrifice that needs to be like not everyone needs to work at a fucking nonprofit. In fact, don't do that. It's not worth it. But <laughs> as I was saying earlier, but like um, you, all you have to do is just support the right policies and do whatever you can to like you know implement that. It doesn't mean you have to be a politician or you have to work in politics or you have to even volunteer. Just vote the right way. No, no, no. Like, that's what I mean. Like, I'm not even saying, like, oh, commit myself to a political thing. I'm talking about, like, and it actually goes in line with, like, my passions, right? Yeah. It's, like, do I it, – it, it's, like, all tied together of, like, uh, pursuing your passions and also pursuing something where it's, like, you know, fighting for the right cause. It's, like, it's fear. It's fear of the uncertainty and well, fear yeah. of instability. I, mean, I get it. I which get for it. them but, propels into like greed. But I feel like, like, you don't. I get that everyone has to make money, right? You don't. You, I don't blame anyone for taking whatever job there is out there because you need to survive. You need to make money. That's just the reality of the situation. All I'm saying is like you can take. You can't. You can't control certain things in your life, like what you do with your spare time or how you vote. Not just like in fucking presidential elections, but like in local local elections as well. In Atlanta, we have these things called the NPU system, right? So it's like these neighbor. They're called. It's NPU stands for Neighborhood Planning Unit. You have if for any developer to go through with a project in Atlanta, they have to go through that NPU, that local NPU, and they have to vote to recommend that they can develop in that area, right? That's the kind of things where you need to be in there to vote against the fucking developers coming in and destroying the city, right? Yeah. Those are the kind of places where you can actually make very legit change for your community. But people, first off, don't even know about that. Second well, off, I didn't know about that. The people who are in there are all supposedly Democrats, quote unquote, but they're the same fucking people who won't, who will want to, who vote to get rid of a fucking ho homeless shelter in their area because it's driving down their property values. Like, you know what I mean? Like. Those are the, you have to commit to your values. If you actually give a shit about, you know, say, Black Lives Matter, then don't fucking vote for getting rid of affordable housing units in your goddamn city. If you're going to say Black Lives Matter, then fucking commit to that and say you're going to allow to have affordable housing in your fucking community. Because if you're not, then you're just a fucking hypocrite, and we don't want you in this goddamn city. I'm sorry. I'm just in a rent mood today. Oof. Like, housing is just apartment such a... Apartment <laughs> hunting has got this guy riled up. Dude, I, I cannot <laughs> deal with this, dude. Like, it's just so fucking ridiculous how... I don't know how... Because I do make a decent salary, like... A livable I, salary, or what should be. Yeah. I make I make the average amount of what an American worker makes in this country, which should be good. Which is... But even I can't... How much? I'm not saying it. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. 200K salary, it's trying not, to hide it from the people. It's 50K. Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> that's the average, right? So if that's the average salary, you should be able to afford a decent enough living place. Yeah. Not fucking bottom. I can only afford, because you. if it was just me making this income, you have to make at least three times the rent, right? So mm -hmm. I make about 4200 a month. The most I can afford with that is 1400 a month, technically, that's, right? Yeah. That's the bottom of the barrel currently with the current housing situation. How the fuck is someone who makes less than me, because I'm the average, going to afford to live anywhere, right? Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. This is insane. This and fucking forever. market is insane. And, we should never do this. And, and forever, right? Because you're just renting. You're not owning anything. Exactly. You have nothing to your... You would perpet if you were to stay in that position forever, you would have to, A, 
to combat inflation, make more money because your companies are not doing that. They're not matching impl- inflation, or at least not the ones that I'm working for, right, for, about pay. Yeah. You have to get an increase in salary to match the increasing housing market, which is going to increase the amount of rent that you have to pay. And then you also have to make some sort of investment that's going to pay for it when you get to the age where you no longer can work. Exactly. And it can't be having kids to pay for you because that's a, a financial investment unto itself. Yes, exactly. So it's like, how do you, how are we going to manage this? We folks? are in a trap. We are in a trap, and no one wants yeah. to admit that, but it's true. So, any like that was very Trumpish, right there. We're in a trap. No one wants to admit it. It's we're in a trap. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm going fine. off the walls right now. Nah, but look, I like the passion. Like normally, they, you're the level-headed one. <laughs> well, because so I actually was listening to a podcast the other day, and I'm trying to verify this because I haven't been able to find it, but it is a pretty reliable source, so I, I do believe it. In that, like. Um, they were doing a study of like what is a good predictor of like, um, what's the word like not revolution but like social um, oh upheaval. social upheaval yeah. yeah so like um, in poor con- in third world countries like um, uh, the biggest predictor of when you're going to have a higher increase of so- social upheaval or a higher chance of social upheaval is when bread prices rise because that's like a basic part of the economy that everyone is you know uh, dependent on in America. You know what it is? Housing prices. When housing prices go up, there's a higher chance of social upheaval happening. And I think that's what we're definitely seeing right now. Wow. So, I, I mean, hopefully, I don't, 2008 didn't result in much. Well, housing prices went down, though. Oh, but so do you Oh, think you mean, oh, well, you're saying before the 2008 crash, they were going up. Were they? Uh, I mean, they have to. No, nobody's ma- people yeah, are making it money. Housing, it was a housing bubble, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, it, it's probably the same. But, and it did lead to somewhat because of Occupy Wall Street and all that, but it, it wasn't obviously as big. But I do think now we're actually getting it because this is the second time it's happening in, like, 15 years. Yeah. So now I feel like this time people are definitely, like, and yeah. it could go either way, right? But I think it does lend itself to, like, what we were talking about a few episodes ago about how, like, mm-hmm. in the near future we're probably going to see a lot of, like, to be frank, violence and like social upheaval in this country, yeah. and the the housing pricing thing makes a lot of sense. I guess you can't. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't look at social upheaval as being like a singular instance as yeah. a reaction to an event. It's like a cultivation over time. Like you basically have a gen. Well, it's a generational thing where you have a generation that got fucking slapped in the face with, uh, f- slapped in the face with two thousand eight. Then the twenty thirteen recession. We had a recession I in twenty thirteen. I would say the three things that really made this generation is 9-11, 2008, and then the 2020 pandemic. They saw saw their fucking parents suffer through 2008 and also probably like their grandparents with their investments, right? Now they're, now we're getting our ass like fucking bit when we're like actually getting to the point where we're supposed to be like adults contributing to the economy. I mean, even, even especially with millennials, like they did, they went into an economy without, with high unemployment and like very low paying jobs. So they Mm -hmm. also like, are like the millennials i think are one of the most educated generations but the least uh, with the least income right yeah because we have a ton of education but hardly any income because when they got out of the when they got into the job market it was whoa whoa, whoa we hold on bro <laughs> what's yeah, uh it's zoomers, technically. <laughs> <laughs> no i get what you're saying you're absolutely right i mean we're basically millennials when it comes to economic uh <laughs> When it comes to economic, like, uh, well, it? Gen Z and millennials have to deal with the same shit, I feel like. Because uh, yeah. Gen Z has to also deal with the pandemic going into oh, the Oh, yeah. Again. Oh, fuck that, too. Yeah. Which the, is what we're doing right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is like, 
the great the generation most prone to social or social upheaval i just feel like the only thing that has to be broken is like that 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 seal of like physical action because i feel like maybe this is wrong or maybe i'm seeing this wrong but i feel like a whole lot of people get a fuck ton of like energy that they release just through posting shit which is not like not it right we need to be like doing stuff like the labor union which i like hearing about because i i honestly wish that they had done it just to get the coverage right because more and more shit like that happening i feel like that because that's like i don't know it's different than like seeing it's like war and like military efforts like seeing stuff happen in a different country is like that's over there yeah it can't touch me and i feel like that's america's eternal problem of like we have two giant fucking oceans in between us and anybody else that's going to try and do anything to us and like having something happen here like and showing you can like actually do something get out of your house touch grass and fucking (laughs) seize some railroads well that's important shit i mean i think um i think what we've seen is a lot of like build up and we're going to have some sort of explosion soon i think because what you notice is like you had the teacher strikes back in 2017 that led that were huge but not didn't get a lot of coverage for obvious reasons mm-hmm. um, then you had the Black Lives Matter protests which were huge but didn't really lead to anything per se it led to a little bit of reform but not much and it actually led to more police spending so it actually probably did more against what it was than it wanted um, a lot of people like to think it went to defund the police but like I think uh, out of the top 50 cities the vast majority of them actually increased or kept their police budget. So, like, it did not do its job whatsoever, pretty much, uh, unfortunately. Well, in in the short term. In the short term, yes. Obviously in the short term. That's what I meant. I'm just saying because there's build-up, right? So you had that. Then you have the the Bessemer um, Union strikes in Alabama, which failed. Then you have New York, which was a success for the Amazon Labor Union. Mm-hmm. Then you have um, John Deere and them. John I remember Deere. that one. Yeah. Then you have the film industry. Bro, that, labor union history is fucking getting me riled up <laughs> right now talking about it. Then you had the film industry. Mm-hmm. That one was very interesting because they were this close to going to strike. They they missed it by one day by making a last minute deal, and it was approved at like fifty two percent, I think, or something like shit like that. It was very narrow, so they almost went on strike for the film industry, which would have been fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And then now it's the railroad strikes, which also avoided a strike. But we could, we'll see if it ends up happening or not in two weeks. But, like, essentially, I think what we've seen is, like, we're about to get to a strike, and then it's a sl- last-minute averted. But I think we're going to get to the point where one of them is just going to be they can't avert it, and the strike just happens. And I think that's the moment where hopefully it'll be the turning point, and we yeah. actually get the floodgates open. Dude, imagine if the railroad strike had occurred. Two billion losses per, in <laughs> losses per day. Good Lord. <laughs> That would have been the trigger. <laughs> that would easily have been the trigger. Yeah, like 100%. Two, 2 billion in losses. People can't get their fucking bread. They can't get their goddamn, like, fucking shit that they've ordered on oh, Amazon. Yeah. It breaks down. Like, I w- it was so wild because I, I was thinking about it from a personal sp- perspective because I was like, I had ordered some stuff and then I read about it. And I was like, I was like, I wasn't frustrated at them or anything like that. But I was just thinking about, like, just the minute, like, immediate reaction I had to it. I was like, shit, I'm not going to get it. Then I was thinking about all the fucking things, the like millions t- of people, t- millions of people, millions businesses, of businesses, yeah. like just like, uh, you know, anything, farming product, grocery stores, all of that shit that would not get stuff if like those people shut down. And then it was, and then made me realize, wow, you just have to like bomb 
like the railroads <laughs> not like i'm saying the people should do it but like from a from like a country invading our country perspective yeah. like we i think everybody says uh like it's a really hard country to invade because it's large but on top of that it's like yeah it's a really large country where a lot of different things need places for all you different have to stuff. do is destroy a port or some shit and we're fucked port well i'd say well i wouldn't say ports i don't think i would say like from a from a material perspective i think like we are really good in terms of the agriculture that we can produce and you just bomb the railroads and like make sure that they we cannot ship like agriculture from the part where it's where it's grown to the part where it needs to go then you've got to secure well, i mean the problem though with that is that we're, all, most of the railroads are pretty inland so it can be yeah, that, difficult. yeah. Uh, that's what i mean like yeah that's obviously you know in a outlandish scenario but it's like yeah like that's such a huge thing well, no but i think the pandemic really has shown our vulnerabilities not as just to this country but in the world supply chain yeah and like how fucking easy it is to destroy our economy in just one fell swoop like because we we've become because we've deregulated markets so much we've created a system where we're de we're heavily heavily reliant on like in each industry, like one, two, maybe three companies who are in charge of the entire industry. Mm -hmm. And if one of those companies goes down, that's at least 30% of the fucking market is gone. Yeah. Just like that. I mean, right? that's, that's why oil prices and gas prices, I mean, not solely for that, but it's it's like a combination of like we did, we, we was it, did we sanction Russia and like did an embargo on their oil. And I think the Europe, European countries did too and as a result they of that they fucked by that <laughs> yeah like they like as a result of that gas prices in their inherent value did go up because it's like one like I think Russia's like 33% of like oil production but then as a result of that to compensate companies were also like ooh let's let's make some bank dude let's get <laughs> exactly. profit and then they made like hundreds of millions of dollars off of the back of an actual dire plight yeah well that's what capitalists always do um, Fuck. <laughs> I mean, a, a good example that I always think of is like in Puerto Rico when the hurricane was happening, mm -hmm. prices to leave Puerto Rico and airplanes shot up by like a thousand percent. Dude, that's so fucking criminal. It's, it's literally disgusting. Yeah, I, that those those points are when people should. I think, and I'm not saying anything outstandingly like like ingenious, but like those points where stuff like that goes up, that's when people should like strike on stuff. Like, I know. Like, these are perfect examples of our fucking infrastructure completely collapsing around us. But it's happening in such slow motion that people don't even realize. And I also think it's a little bit of denial of, like, no, everything's fine. We still have the middle-class dream. You know, everything is fine. It's America. It's like, yeah, We have guys. Netflix, everybody. We have show. Ooh, the office is coming back to Netflix, everybody. Look over here. It's like... Guys, please, <laughs> do not see the problem here. Look we at are, the juggling we man. Are, this country is literally collapsing. Like, there are so many signs. The fucking energy crises that are happening in so many different states, like in Texas with the, free, the winter freeze, and their, their energy completely collapsed. In California right now, they're having major issues with energy and asking people not to use energy as much. Yeah. Same thing in New York City a, a few months ago. Like... And, like, it's not like this hasn't happened before, but it's happening, it's becoming more and more of a trend. It's not like a one, like, a random, like, w once in a while thing. Like, it's like it's starting to become a trend, which yeah. means that something's happening, guys. Things are falling apart. Yeah. We should probably do something Even if the it. ecosystem, even if, like, uh, climate change does not, like, incinerate the world, but only makes it change subtly, that subtle change, we are It's fucked. destroyed. It, yeah. it will kill billions of people. Yeah. Just with that subtle change. Yeah, like, the, uh, the just people don't fucking realize how much of what we operate off of is 
it is it is the geography that we have set ourselves up upon like united states is not the greatest country in the world because it you know i've said this i think multiple times yes. now it is not the greatest country in the world because of our principle it is the greatest country in the world because we have two oceans in between us and everybody else <laughs> in an amazing temperate climate to grow food in yeah. and a ton of natural resources that we can just sit on our fucking haunches and right. like eat while everybody else is dying and <laughs> the thing is is that that only stays around as long as we have a temperate climate <laughs> and the moment that that stuff stops happening where we can't even grow our own food here or we grow less food here and we can't import that and compensate for that with exports sorry not import export it to other places and make money off of that screwed we're fucked dude like in i know it's not here but in colombia for example the coffee growing business is starting to really get hit because of climate change because they're starting to have less and less uh land area where they can actually start to produce coffee because it's getting so much hotter that like before you know because, you know, Colombia is a very mountainous country, so, like, you would you still grow coffee on the mountains because it needs to be a little bit more temperate. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's they're starting to have to move up the line of the mountain where they can grow coffee because of the, you know, the rising temperatures, right? So now you have less and less area where you can actually grow coffee because the lower parts of the mountains are starting to get too hot. So it's, like, that's a perfect example of, like, a lot of the things that we currently take advantage of right now are not going to be exist in, like, 30 years. Chocolate yeah. is going to be extinct in, like, 20 years, which I know is not a big deal. It's, it's chocolate, but it's, like, still, like, that's an example of, like... It's going to be extinct in 20 years? That's the How can you say that so casually? <laughs> I love chocolate. Yeah, no more chocolate, guys. So, <laughs> like... But those are examples of things of, like, yeah, right now it's chocolate, but soon it's going to be, like, you know, fucking corn, you know? Like, it's going to start becoming things that actually we need to survive, right? Yeah. And it's going to become an actual issue. And people don't fucking realize we are careening down this path and no one gives a flying fuck. Even chocolate. Chocolate is probably, like, the giant, like, well, it's probably, like, a major export for some country in South America. Right. That place collapses. What do you think happens to them? What, like what happens in that it's a domino it's going to fall somewhere it's going to fall on well, it they, they're going to invade their neighboring country for the resources like we're just going to get back to the point well, where cause, yeah because we're fighting over materials be a huge thing yeah i i don't know i am actually more hopeful today well yeah because labor movements are great yeah and that that to me that provides me with more hope than anything oh because same. that is just that is exactly what I, I i think the reason i'm always so goddamn pessimistic and sad all the time is because my only avenue uh, for considering action has always been through politics right. or um, violence. <laughs> but like, I've always thought of like how hard it is to collectivize and, and institute. And I don't mean violence, like, but like action, I should say. Yeah. But no, this sort of thing is just like, it makes sense. Like if people are willing, 60,000 people, right? That's how many railroad yeah. strikers, mm -hmm. 60,000 people are willing to strike over sick days in the weekend right and shit like that i think we can i think we're absolutely going to be capable of when sh unfortunately it's going to take a lot of shit getting a lot worse yeah when that actually slaps a lot of people in the face and they can't like ignore it and can't watch fox news and fucking ignore it and like and or watch some show because like the power grid goes down because it gets so fucking hot that they're <laughs> that everybody's using ac and yeah. the power grid collapses they can't watch netflix and shit like that then I can absolutely now see tons of people collectively being like, we need to do something. Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, and we need, to, we need to foster that. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't happen organically. You have to put in the work to actually create yeah. that 
um, foundation so that when it, the opportunity does arise, it does happen. Yeah. Like you can help make that happen. So, I mean, join DSA. We have a labor committee. <laughs> I don't know about that, I man. I, I think I'll just be like a Banksy or something you, like that. I'm going to start just workplace, making bro. some art or whatever they it don't is. Deserve it. Never mind. <laughs> what? <laughs> What'd you say? I said, you guys are workplace, but I was like, no, nah, I don't deserve it. Never mind. What, uh, you no. guys are directly involved yeah, with the no, housing no, no, crisis. No, 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 no. So. Well, uh, yeah, no. Let's not. <laughs> you don't deserve I, your Why would I want that place to prosper? <laughs> that would be indirect. <laughs> Wouldn't that be. Ooh, ooh, that actually well, is kind of. A, and they would shut down, maybe? No, in that that's actually no that actually kind of brings up an interesting point what happens when you have like is there a situation in which you have like labor unions that are like in contrary things like for example uh my like uh how do i say this let's not use my company because i don't want to get fired um Uh, You've said it so much at this point. I feel like you're already on that. I mean, at this point, I'm like, if it happens, it's because God wills it. Um, but uh, l- let's say, like, uh, how do we say this? Okay. The capitalist system still exists, right? Which means that profit and increased pro- uh, increased wages does not necessarily come from the right place. It's not coming from, like, the wallet of the executives who don't need it. Right. Right? Like, Sure, they're not getting as much money, but ultimately it's coming from the markups, right? right? Which means that they can put that on consumers, right? right? Or they can cut costs, which means that your labor union, right? Like, let's say you're a Starbucks labor union, and their goal, their explicit goal is to increase the wages of a Starbucks worker, right? What happens when that is contrary to the labor union of the coffee bean company, the farmers and shit, right, who want to increase their wages? You know what I'm saying? Like, in order for, let's say, Starbucks decides to increase wages and they do it by, like, uh, getting, like, products at a cheaper price, right, from uh, from the coffee company. I, maybe that example falls apart because uh, that would require, like, Starbucks, but I feel like they can. No, regulate. I know what you mean. There can be competing interests. I mean... Yeah, there's competing interests. We've had so little labor unions that it hasn't really come up. <laughs> I don't know if it's come up or not. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's hard to know exactly what happened there. Look, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say labor unions are perfect. You know, it's definitely. I feel like labor unions are any, are, uh, like. I feel like labor unions. Sorry, Nicholas was doing something weird. No, uh, I I keep on seeing whenever you speak. I feel like both of them. Are, yeah, they do. Okay, that's not a problem, is it? Nah, it should be fine. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, labor unions aren't. In a response to the fact that we live in a capitalist system, so we have to do it with the work with the best that we can, mm-hmm. right? Ideally, you you would go beyond that, right? But like that's a completely different system at that point, economic system. So as long as we're in a capitalist system, labor unions are some one of the best ways we can do to like combat workers. So like there are problems with labor unions. Like I mentioned earlier, there's like the whole labor unions being com- becoming corrupt. And like not actually representing the workers that they're supposed to represent, right? So there's always there is going to be issues, but like I feel like right now the focus should just be to bring back the labor movement because we need to have representation as workers. And once you build that foundation out, then you can start worrying about actually in going internally and being like, all right, yeah. how do we make sure these labor unions can uh, remain representative of the people yeah. and like. I don't know those kind of issues. I don't. I feel like that's just the contract negotiations and like trying to yeah. figure out what's best for everyone. It also is considering it in a vacuum. I think because yeah. it's like I think that uh, 
ideologically, if you have labor unions start actually giving a shit to the point where they are competing with each other in a good degree, there's also probably a ton of different like ideology ideological acceptances by society that uh, increase like if people exactly like people see labor unions working and they're like well shit this stuff works maybe we should try x y and z and then like it becomes less of an issue then again again if we have competing labor unions and that's the worst of my uh problems (laughs) amazing yeah exactly (laughs) yeah like yeah, everything has its pros and cons, but like I think we can all objectively say that workers having more representation in their workplace is a good thing to have, regardless of some maybe some of the drawbacks of that. I think overall it's still way better than not having that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 100% agree. Yeah. Well, this was great, y'all. I think we can start wrapping up. Yeah, all right. I mean... We were going to talk about... I read manga, guys. We're not going to talk about that this episode. <laughs> <laughs> this has been too solid and coherent of an episode yeah, to, to go on a tangent. But yeah, this is good. So join labor unions, guys. If you if you work at a workplace... That is I'm actually worth a damn. Not not like a fucking markup place. Like a, like a no, actual... No, no, no. If you work at a workplace and you think you have grievances with your workers, unionize. Go for it. Yeah, listen to him. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> like... If anything, it helps make them, I don't know, it's fine. Regardless, if you have material conditions that you need to improve in your workplace, go for it. doesn't matter. Don't feel bad about maybe you make more than this person or that person. Don't worry about it. If you guys have complaints and you want to come together to negotiate with your boss, you should do it. And also join DSA because we do labor stuff. Yeah. Uh, Read about... I don't know what I would recommend. I'm a new. I'm a noob to all this. Uh, Join DSA, Nicholas. It'll be great. No, I jo- I joined. No, I don't want to get put on a list. <laughs> You're already on a list. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get put on more lists. <laughs> I kind of no, no. I, I would consider it. I do want to get more tied to that, but I feel like my influence is not going to be like direct action. Mine is probably going to be more like. Well, I don't know. And you know what? I, t- I take that back. It is going to be direct action because how many more fucking podcasters do we need? <laughs> <laughs> how many more people exactly. do we need? All right. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to work and uh, help the labor union effort, uh, subscribe to our podcast <laughs> or our Patreon. <laughs> subscribe. It's just $5 a month. $5 a month you could they- be getting from your employers if you unionize. <laughs> that could be going to us. <laughs> We'll directly donate a percent of that to the labor union costs. <laughs> oh, that would be cool, though. There is so. Oh, I, I know you mentioned about uh, briefly about the strikes, like being able not, not to have income. There are strike um, fundraisers for that. So, like for example, our DSA chapter, mm-hmm. there is a, a workers striking at the Nabisco factory. Oh, they make cookies. Yeah. Oreos. Yeah, and they were striking, so we raised thirteen thousand dollars for them. Do you know how many flowers are on an Oreo? Twelve. Flowers. Yeah, on the design. I learned that from a crossword puzzle. Why? I've got I, actual flowers. I'm like, oh, like, no, no, no. like how bugs <laughs> end up in your food or whatever. Like, no, I've, it's I've, like our Oreos made with flowers. <laughs> in addition to my cardigan and rocking chair that is on the way, uh, I've decided to just become an old man, and now I've do- started doing the crossword puzzles. Ho- hopefully, hopefully you also skip the process of having to work for nothing your entire life. But anyway. Woo! <laughs> That's why we're doing this, folks. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. You were saying labor union No, funds. we just raised $13,000 for them. Nice. For like, so that 
since they weren't making wages and stuff like that. So there's stuff like that. If you if you ever you know um, again, there's always like strike funds. So like if when people yeah. are going on strike. So just FYI, um, you, talk to your local community about that. Can you think how much awesome how how much awesome how awesome the world would be if like everything the way it, it was. People could live places that they want to live, right? What do you mean the way it was? Just like, sorry, I didn't finish that thought. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a lot of. Can you different imagine things. if how awesome the world would be if it is? <laughs> no, I just mean like like if things were like better, which is weird to say, but it's just like sometimes I get caught up in the thought of like, imagine if you know, the most that someone made as like an executive was like 200k right and everybody else got paid exceptionally well and people could have kids and we had walkable walkable cities and yeah. people could live in nice fucking houses instead of these fucking sorry cu- cookie cutter suburbs yeah. <laughs> wow i just said that in a really fun way suburbs <laughs> that's how i'm going to say that going forward suburbs suburbs, suburbs. I, it sounds like a like a matt bear i hate the suburbs <laughs> in new york <laughs> um sorry we should probably wrap it up i'm no, going insane i'm just imagining like how amazing oh, yeah. it would be like not having to be trapped within a certain area like imagine if you could do what the fucking and caps always say which is just move like imagine <laughs> if you could do that and be like you know what i want to live in fucking like the midwest and have a f- f- fucking like farm and not like feel like i'm uh, like screwing myself or some shit yeah, like that. Yeah, It'd be no, amazing. It's, it's like the, these people have been so we've been so brainwashed and propagandized into thinking that this is the best we can do and it's like no guys this is literally like barely reaching the surface of what we can actually do with our society. Yeah. There's so much more and you know what the DSA slogan is Nicholas? Jesus Christ. A better world is possible <laughs> and that is what I believe in. A better world is possible but uh, sorry I, that was a terrible plug but <laughs> but but it is we can do this we can actually do this like we just have to fucking get we we just have to organize around it we have to put in the work it's gonna take it's gonna take time unfortunately but we there's no we like i just don't see any other choice like we either die or we at least die trying to make this world a better place and maybe we'll succeed yeah and that would be the best best possible and think about it folks if we succeed you'll get statues gonna make statues of us it's gonna be amazing of us or them of me in particular <laughs> just my giant head how's that, help, how's that incentivizing them who doesn't want a statue they don't want a statue of you they want a statue oh <laughs> i get a statue guys and you guys can i don't know be holding it up yeah subscribe shit. to our patreon and nicholas gets a statue i get a statue <laughs> um no but honestly it, it yeah subscribe to our patreon and we'll maybe record this with video the first step Ooh, is that on- should be our patreon what record in video that'll be our patreon um sure why not we'll we'll we'll, we'll work i feel like it. i feel like a cool i mean i guess we're getting into like blueprints and stuff was like maybe doing like maybe doing the media episode the part where we talk about like movies and shit that being like the patreon episode oh, okay. and the the actually keeping it like fucking separated instead of the two things Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I, we'll th- I feel like we're getting into a stride of like actually being to talk about like political stuff without me falling into a pit of despair. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, labor yeah. movement. We just have to keep talking about labor, and you'll be good. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not lying. It gets me so fucking jazzed. Yeah. Okay. Let's well, all do it, everybody. Yeah. So you unite your workplace. Come yeah. through. Listen to our podcast, and it'll be great. All right. All right, team. 
break. Woo! All right, thanks for listening to this episode. Um, we'll see y'all. Uh, y- 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 we'll see you. <laughs> now you're having the aneurysm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, happy Spooktober, everybody. It's going to be great. Yeah. Get, your, get your game on. Oh, boy. If, you, if you're in Atlanta, go to Anime Week in Atlanta. It's in Halloween. It's great. I'm I'll feeling the October. It is October. That October. is what I'm feeling. I don't even know her. All right, we're going to end it. <laughs> Please cut that. Spooky. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.